0: we the bestest cast with the left twist pat fairly well dressed put me on the guest list the guest list uh, yeah on the guest list yeah uh.
1: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another week on the guest list with fox trying to get down white Sox, dave kenny carkey and dante and happy 2023 to all you motherfuckers out there the year where we complete our goal to take over the goddamn world no Kenny today, which is, you know, much of what 2022 was because he had kids, but we do have Dave, we have Dante, and we got Johnny from Congo's. So Dave, we'll start with you. How was your new year, buddy? I fell
2: asleep by like 11 o'clock. <laughs> it was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> but I I didn't get home. Uh, We had the, our hunting trip. Mm. Uh, that did not result in any deer, unfortunately, but uh, I did get home until like seven o'clock that day. And by the time I sat on the couch, I'm like, no fucking chance I move. Yeah, no. So, nah. I, I didn't I, care. I went out uh, Sunday.
1: Nice. I'm a true believer that New Year's Eve is overrated. Uh, in Philly, New Year's Day is a bigger celebration than New Year's Eve.
2: I went out Sunday and had the time of my life.
1: Yeah, I went so to the I Eagles did, game on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I watched the Bears get destroyed.
3: Well, it was good. <laughs> how was your guys' holiday?
1: Ah, uh, good, man. Uh, let's go to Johnny. Johnny, how was your New Year's, buddy?
3: Good, man. My daughter got sick. I got sick. We just fucking like Blowing our noses all day long Went to bed at like 11.45 Like you know when you're that close to midnight You're just like fuck it I don't care I'm tired We
1: need need like a 21 year old on this podcast Just so we can ask these questions (laughs) And he's like "Ah, I fucking did cocaine out of a stripper's asshole Dude it was great Uh, That's a New
3: Year's Day thing man
1: Yeah true true. Dante how was your New Year's (laughs) Eve, buddy
4: It was great man I was at uh, Our boy Sammy Adams wedding down in New Orleans It was awesome
1: was it a was it a shit show? We'll we'll start with that.
4: It was more tame than I expected, but it was mm. it was a really really fun night. And I've never been to a wedding on New Year's before. Uh, I'm a fan. I heard
2: that's the way to go. I heard that's because yeah. no one actually gives a shit about New Year's. Right. Facts. Why not knock mm. out both and exactly.
1: an open bar on New Year's Eve can't be wrong, dude. Like you know what? Exactly. And you, have, you don't have to worry right. about plans. It's well, fucking perfect. Well, listen, like I I.
4: I've never been to a new year's where I've dressed down, but I've had new year's parties where people have dressed down and it, it feels weird when Mm -hmm. you're out and people are dressed up. So I feel like a wedding, you have to dress up. So that's like part one, part two, if you're going to go out, it's always a letdown at bars, clubs, parties, but weddings are 90% of the time, really fucking fun. Yep. So, like Dave said, kill two birds with one stone. It was, it was fucking awesome. I'm, I'm a fan of it.
2: Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. It's, like, because everybody, I, I feel like people bitch about weddings, not the wedding itself more than when the wedding is. It's like, oh, I yeah. got a fucking wedding this weekend. I would have no problem going to a wedding on New Year's. None yeah. whatsoever.
1: The only New Year's wedding that I ever <laughs> went to, I was in high school, though, which sucked because I couldn't drink. And all my friends were out. So I had, to, it was, I was like 16. So we couldn't go out and do anything. But I would love to do one as an adult. I feel like that would be a fucking great time. Um, and I, I think that's a great way to start the new year for you, Dante. That's great. Uh, speaking of starting the new year, our first guest of the year. If there's any New Year's person to start with, it's fucking DJ Paulie D. I'm so excited. This has been, we've been sitting on this interview forever. It's been in our goddamn drafts on YouTube. This is one that I've been super hyped about. I, I, you know, I fucking came up in high school during Jersey Shore, so... Yeah. I, fu- my, I adored my it. My
2: mom lives to this, to this second. She lives about five minutes from Karma, the club what? they hung out at. Legit. <laughs> um, I've, I've never been inside that club, but I've driven past it a million times. I've seen the Jersey Shore house. Um, so that hits home for me.
1: Pauly me too.
2: my adolescence. Um, not just because of the tv show but because i have personal connections to it so i'm very excited for everybody to hear this.
3: where is the I mean, really new jersey good. shore but like what where specifically because the seaside only place i've ever heights. been on what's it called
2: seaside heights new jersey it is okay. the armpit of america
3: the <laughs> only place i've ever time i've been to the jersey shore is asbury park it's
2: yeah. not and, not too
3: far yeah, yeah. You, you would be an asbury guy dude yeah i, I don't where know where you can wear jeans we on went. the beach We went in January, and it was, like, the coldest fucking blizzard of the year. And I walked the boardwalk. I felt like I was in The Sopranos. You know those surrealistic scenes when he's walking the boardwalk? And that was me because I was freezing my ass off. It's there. But, okay.
1: Well, dude, fucking Polly D is the man. And Dante, the interview was great. How long have you known Pauly for?
4: Also, Asbury. Hey! Yeah, Yeah, I knew Um, knew someone was going to bring it up. I've known, him, I've known him forever, man. I used to go in high school down to Providence because it was just the just anarchy, no laws, or there were laws, but they just didn't give a fuck.
1: Providence, Rhode there. Island, pops like that.
4: Oh, dude, it was all mob run. Like the mayor, uh... the mayor went to prison. The governor went to prison. It was a show
3: just... on Showtime Brotherhood. I want to say about the Providence mob thing It was a fucking I amazing mean, show. Providence was. Like, I, I don't know why, why it doesn't Vault get talked. Family, I don't know. I don't know why
4: it doesn't get talked about more. Um, everyone thinks like mafia in New York and you know, like gangsters Boston, Whitey Bulger, but Providence was like everybody was fucking mob there, and all the bars, all the clubs, they were all mob run. All the money went through all the college shithole bars. Um, they ran like book operations out of all the basements of those places. Um, it was crazy. But anyway, we would go there in high school because we could get in anywhere um with like a regular ID. Like they would just like pretend <laughs> to look. Um, we would go down there and drink, and Paulie was like DJing at these places. Um, he used to play at this club. This is how fucking cheesy and shitty things were back then he used to play at this club called hell
3: <laughs> i've played a club called hell Club hell it was
4: like you know it was it was as shitty as it sounds but yeah he he looked exactly the same um he was a horrible dj which i think <laughs> I, I told him in the interview
3: um
4: he's since become really good uh, dude, I didn't
1: realize how big he was as a DJ. Like, I didn't realize he fucking yeah. packs places out, dude.
4: Dude, it the show definitely helped, but um, like I'll be I'll be completely honest. First few times I booked him, um, he was huge, obviously. And when I tell you he brings out chicks like you've never seen, I mean, I'm talking like ninety nine percent. Hot girls, um, like if you're a single guy, you need to be going to Poly D shows because it is fishing <laughs> with dynamite. That
1: because is a, s- that that that's I'm, a that's a sterling uh, re- like recommendation. I've never right seen there.
4: I've never seen anything like it. Um, but first few times I booked him, he was like, he was decent. Um, he, he was like a spectacle. Recently, or like last like four or five years he's really stepped it up and he throws like a really, really fucking good party. So it's not just like he brings people in the door. He also keeps them there and he rocks the party. So yeah, he's, he's pretty good, man.
1: I mean, the interview was great. It's coming up shortly. Uh, Speaking of interviews, uh, we have Andrew McMahon from Andrew McMahon in the wilderness and Jack's mannequin coming on next week. Uh, We just booked two more huge interviews today. Uh, We have another one that we're getting goddamn close to locking in, which I'm really excited about. But 2023 is starting off fucking hot. Uh, Not to mention, I feel like, and I I guess you guys can all relate to this in one way or another, sometimes you hit, like, creative hot streaks or, like, you're, like, feeling really good about what you're actually making. I feel fucking great right now. Uh, I spent last night shooting some of the dumbest bullshit that I've ever done for this new single dropping next week. And uh, I don't know, dude. I got a great fucking feeling about this year. Uh, Dave, Dave, when you're doing like podcasts and stuff do you ever get that feeling of like damn i'm on a fucking hot streak right now
2: um yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i yes and no i know what you mean i don't get it yeah. for myself often because i think i suck at everything i do God but um but yeah i know what you mean
1: i want to find one thing that you truly think you're great at and i want to catch you in your element. Like if it's fucking darts or something like that. Like I want to be in a bar with you one time where you walk in with your own darts and you fucking like you just run the joint. Like is there anything Ta- talking that you-
3: shit about people on Festivus? He seems to be pretty
1: fucking good at. Dave is a great oh, shit talker. Oh, Top five.
3: I'm I'm
2: good at shit talk for sure, and it's especially if I like mean it, and oh, it, it's yeah. not like busting balls shit talk. Like I will fucking rip your life apart. <laughs> do will make you feel <laughs> bad about yourself.
3: Dude. I know you're talking about, I Colin, in had, terms like, of just, like, of
2: honor, too.
3: Yeah. Hitting a certain stride where, you know, you catch the wave, to use the surfer lingo, you know? Yep. But I watched a documentary a long time ago. I can't remember the name of it, but there was an artist in it that talked about the element of, like, work involved in catching those waves so to speak mm. that yeah there's a mystical element to it that occasionally the muse comes along and like you've got no part in it but it's generally after you've put the effort you've put the work in to be available to that moment yeah. and so yeah, it's like I'm not taking anything away from. I know exactly what you're saying. There's like a magical thing where it just like everything seems like it lines up. I've had a couple of those moments where just like a song's like, "Holy shit, who fucking wrote this thing? It wasn't me. Yeah. Some Dude, some yeah. angel came through." But generally, it's the case that I've been working, focusing whatever you know. Like I've been a bit more pure in my uh, intentions before that but happens. The song Fine. that we're
1: dropping, good. No, no, go. The song that we're dropping next week is that song for me. And I'm not even talking about that song specifically about, like, the streak I'm on. But even last night, like, we were shooting this content. And I'll give everybody a preview. But, like, the first lyric of the song is someone said to me, everybody's going to die. And we thought, like, the way we would promote it is to make a fake news program called Accent 69 News. Where I just bought a random green screen. We brought our fucking crew in. And we shot this whole thing. And I was like, dude, I don't know if anybody's going to, one, think this is cool. Two, understand what we're, we're doing. or three, be able to actually fucking act their parts out, and everyone in the band just fucking smashed it last night, and it fucking turned out beautifully. Like, there's just those moments where, like, you have an idea, and out of nowhere, it just comes together. And especially when it's, like, trying to be funny, or trying to be, like, creative, there's times where shit just doesn't work. That fucking worked for some reason, and I just, I don't know. We're getting a lot of great guests. Things are rolling. We're moving. Let, it's fucking let me great ask you feeling.
3: this question, Colin. Do you yeah. enjoy doing music videos and i'll give you my answer and you can tell by the tone in my voice i fucking love
1: yeah because we don't a
3: little fairy though yeah
1: no the thing is i don't like doing uh like basic music videos to where like we're all just fucking like i i i want to do playing
3: along to it and shit
1: yeah no i want to make fucking stupid funny videos that are also the music video for the song like that's what i want Dude, I wore a fucking a fake mustache and I wore a suit last night. Like, it was fucking dumb. It was stupid, but it worked. I can't explain it. But yeah. what do, do, you, you don't like music videos, do you? No, I fucking hate <laughs> yeah. them.
3: Yeah. More than anything. Like, um, dude, the dread that would, like, wash over me when we had to work on a video. And we did them all ourselves, Danny and Jesse particularly. Like, they're, the, they're fucking yeah. amazing editing and camera people. And I, I, just, I literally dreaded it every fucking moment. The only time I ever had fun making videos was on that Chevy project. Like I was behind the scenes. It was just like a fun. It's like hanging out with a bunch of people, drinking, having fun. But like if I'm in it, trying to pretend like I'm cool or something, oh my god, it's the worst.
1: Oh, there's nothing worse than like the fucking like a black and white music video where everybody's kind of like looking to the side. Like I don't. Plus, it's, I, I
3: have a like I actually think there's only the only person that should be allowed to make music videos ever is uh buster rhymes yes the bar on those 90 or not 90s 2000s videos is like so fucking high it's like why bother after that
2: (laughs) like the nelly i love that
3: i love that uh
4: johnny i'm i'm surprised man you uh you are you have a face for television no television (laughs) i think i think you're 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 a good looking dude. I'm, I'm surprised you don't like being on camera, but
3: not like being on camera. I like talking shit on camera. I like doing Wait. like podcasts, that kind of shit. But when it comes to like, Hey, s- sit in front of the piano and we're going to play along to the song Ooh. 50 times. over. Well, like, yeah. fuck that.
4: I have a, th- I have a theory, the best music video, it depends on genre. Obviously the best rap videos are like the Busta ones. You just said like the crazy energy, hot chicks fucking crazy cars all that shit the best like rock videos i feel are the satirical like comedy ones like all the blink videos great yeah,
3: like foo fighters had a couple of those they yeah like, best,
4: those yeah. are the memorable that's why i love what where colin colin's been keep me in the loop on yeah, this video shoot because some of our uh, backstage like interns are helping with graphics and stuff. Oh, and- wait,
1: hold on real quick. Dante, tell them what the backstage intern said today. <laughs> Do you remember that fucking text?
4: You I'll let you, it? I'll let you tell them. I, I was- said, uh
1: oh. I said the, I said the video clip, one of the, vid- cause there's like 20 of these fake news reports that we put together. And I sent the first one over and it's like a preview, like anchorman style where like people are just like turning into the camera, like in the newsroom with the green screen behind it. And, uh, Shane my bass player is is hair impaired. He doesn't have he doesn't have hair. And Jimmy my drummer has been bald since forever. And uh one of the Barstool backstage interns just texted back and said, "This is dope. Colin, half your band looks like the uncle that touched me." <laughs> <laughs> that
4: was Caleb. That was <laughs> Caleb. We can, oh, them, we
1: can we can give
4: them names. They're great guys. Cole and Caleb. They're I fucking... didn't
1: want to flame Caleb because I didn't want I didn't no, want to be like, no, I was actually talking about They're, fine, by, they're I, both
4: I, hilarious. they there's a huge generational gap. Also, Colin's wicked young, just so you guys know. I, know. <laughs> I, I think he's old. I think he's a lot older than he is because him and I relate so much, but he's
1: fucking, he's fucking young. Caleb, Caleb treats me like I'm – 30 and 34
2: is crazy.
1: Caleb treats me like I'm – The other day in the group chat, right, we're talking, and I, he said something about Skrillex, and I was like, yeah, I'm not really into Skrillex, and he goes – yeah, well, Colin, when that came out, you were you were in grade school in, like, 1963. And I was like, I was in grade school in 2006, you little fucking dweeb. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yo, these young kids don't think that the world existed before 2010. Dude, it's it crazy. Is, it is, like,
4: Colin and I are on one planet, and they're on another planet. And it's like... The stuff oh, well. that the stuff they send us, like yo, this is gonna go viral. I'm just like, what no, the fuck? What is
1: this, is this shit? What <laughs> are they
4: even talking about? And then it goes viral, and then I'll send something and be like, we gotta post this like right now. Blah And they're like, who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Tom Morello. You know who yeah. fucking Tom Morello is? Yeah, there Don't is you a know weird, what's funny like.
3: My my wife actually brought up this point to me. We were in discussion the day that the. Distance between people like 150 years ago used to be based on spatial distance. Like if you lived in France versus living in Chicago, like the cultural difference was gigantic across, you know, whatever that 5,000 miles is. Now that space doesn't even exist anymore because everything's on the internet, the generational gap across time has gotten bigger. Because like if you were 30 or 20 in the 19. tens or whatever oh, i feel shit. like that yeah it seems right. like you, th- th- like there were generational divides but it was like actual generations like your grandma and like the grandparents there might be like a significant difference nowadays like if you're 14 your memes are like 3000 percent different than a 15 year old's memes crazy. it's so yeah. crazy yeah
2: dude and this is what i'm talking about this kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of shit that I'm like get excited about these days. Fuck music and sports and all that. Like, I need absolutely to kind of fun facts. bro. <laughs> to and the, the thing kind is, of fun facts
1: out. The, the thing is too, like, you know, they're. They, I've I brought this up to a lot of different people on the podcast, but it's like these kids don't want to know what happened in 1980 or 60 or anything like that. They just they care about now and everything else is old and get it the fuck out of the and way
4: tomorrow. Like bro, they're, like you just said it. Like they're.
3: There's no shelf life whatsoever for anything. And- you know, Danny wrote a song off our first or second album called Kids These Days. It's about specifically this topic. But it's from kind of like from a funny angle, which is it's not like kids these days. They're so full of shit. It, there's, it works both ways because for so long and always, there's this idea that like age gives you experience and understanding. And that's a misnomer, I think. Mm. experience and understanding come from experience and understanding and that's not related to time necessarily it can be but it doesn't have to be so his is a kind of take on that that like it's a stupid thing to always think kids are wrong or like that they're out of touch and that sort of thing and it's easy to do and you can fall into it like as an older person you're like what the fuck are they doing on TikTok? what's this dumb trend but even deeper than that like have you ever met a kid or seen a kid where you're like, there's literally no explainable way that this child understands what they understand? Whether yes. it's a, a musical skill like a um, like a prodigy, but of like a high order, it happens often in you know, music, chess, the obvious ones, but not just that. Like sometimes you meet, you talk to a kid, and you're like. How does this fucking kid have this understanding at like nine years old? So I think there's something going on that's outside our normal understanding of space-time where we come to this earth with something. Like it's kind of a religious idea, I guess, but like there's something else going on than like, oh, you were born, you got nine years of experience. There is Johnny there so I have this
4: one friend I have I have multiple friends like this, but I have this one friend who is super into um ethereal like universe um not Buddhist not Taoist but just he has this this really unique view on how everything works and he believes in reincarnation and um you know higher power but it's like the universe and he believes, he didn't come up with this theory, but he's he's studied it and read it, that when you're born, you're born with all the knowledge in the world. And through your life experiences and studying and reading and going through life, you unlock it.
2: Mm. It's
4: not – you don't gain things. You discover what
3: – you are naturally born with. Um, I think, as, what if it's the opposite of that? Like, what if that concept well, that's is true? The way you're born we, with everything. Well, that's the educated, way we look at.
1: Yeah, you're that's,
3: educated out of understanding. You That could very well be, but
4: he's. that's actually what he believes is that we're suppressed and right. that's done on purpose. He's. I mean, he's like, he's crazy conspiracy theorist, but yeah, he, he believes that like, as you go through life and you are reincarnated, you pick up more and more experiences and you carry those with you into the next life. Um, And it's almost like you're not relearning things, but you're like opening.
1: Does that friend love Andrew Tate? Like he seems like he's like trying to get out of the matrix. The matrix is coming for him. You fucking hate Andrew Tate, dude.
4: Fucking hate him. I don't, I don't know anything about him. I don't want to know anything about him. I just, I think he's like the cringiest Fucking guy in the world. The the fact that I watched Chief and Eddie's <laughs> discussion on him. One, why do, Dave? Why does Chief know so much about this guy? Kind of <laughs> disturbed me. Chief's
1: <laughs> in the alpha grind set, dude. I mean,
4: he's <laughs> a very very
2: prominent name. Just for many reasons, right? The now.
1: fact that there are people,
4: a lot of people, that pay this guy a lot of money to go to his school is so fucking scary to me like yeah that's horrifying
1: dude, I would give any amount of money to put Dave through hustler's University I want to do it so bad I want Dave to find out
4: dude that's actually hey, a great whoa, wait, content elaborate. what Dave, is
1: it hustler's Dave, University is his it's it an online school on how you're going to make money and get in the alpha grind set. No, not make- just that.
4: How you're going to, like, get bitches and, like, yeah. like,
3: like be the man and fuck all these girls. It's and- basically
1: and- like if Jeff Nadu had, like, an online course. Like, you know what
3: I mean? But you know what's interesting about this? Because I talked to a friend recently who was involved in a cult, a fairly prominent cult. <laughs> and oh, huh. this, oh, he, huh. got, he got out <laughs> – he Hold got on. out before anything got too serious like and he he never he, he basically said like was his name kenny carkey yeah no. dude, kenny would get kicked out of cult so quickly because he's too lazy for like the leaders he, the leaders like you gotta you need to do shit like you can't just sit there and fucking on the couch smoking weed but this <laughs> friend of mine said like he never quite he always had enough questioning of authority in him to never quite get pulled in so he got out of it early but it does bring up an interesting point like is it it's it's like such a it's so inevitable that there's going to be these fucking people whether it's andrew tate or any like there's just a litany yeah there's a litany of people from andrew tate who's basically like a fucking tiny person in the history of like cult leaders if you want to count like religion politics and all that like he's so minuscule in that there just seems to be a nature of humanity that Does not think for itself and therefore is completely susceptible to the thoughts of anyone who has even four percent more sense of themselves. And that's what Andrew Tate appears to have. He's a fucking psycho douche, but (laughs) he's got some sense of like, here I am. He has a certain uh, element of magnetism that's going to pull a bunch of fucking people who've got are just floating around in the world towards him. The same way Trump did. The same way fucking any you know. Magnetic person does,
1: dude. I I I I don't like Andrew Tate, but I hate Gary V I can't explain it. He just drives me nuts. Can you explain who he? I,
3: I've like watched Gary videos v, and you're like who is he? What is he? He is he's the kind of guy make oil
4: salesman he, to the tenth degree. Johnny, to, me,
1: the, Johnny, he's this he, kind of guy. He's he's like he's Colin, like you need to wake up. You need to wake up at five thirty in the morning. No, you need to work harder. Pollen
4: he was that guy. He took like. Oh yeah. Well, right like... before COVID, he took like the Tony Robbins like playbook. It was like I'm gonna be Tony Robbins for this generation. Like Tony Robbins is Tony Robbins for our parents' generation. Yeah. And he did like the audio books, the books, all that shit. He's just like getting on the social okay. shit now. Dude, I'm Gary, sick, B, I'm... Gary V. Gary beat him on Instagram and all that. But he basically was doing all the shit like unlock your potential. Ugh. Like you gotta work harder. Like, you got to hustle. Like, you got to do this, blah, blah, blah. He, but, in this, and I'm going to tie this into your Andrew Tate thing in a minute and, and all that. But he he ran that into the ground and beat that to death. And people finally realized he's, he's full of shit. And Colin, have you seen what he's doing now? Please tell me. <laughs> now he's peddling this, like, chat GBT thing. He's oh like AI, God. AI, AI, AI is oh, gonna change the world. If you don't get on AI, like you're gonna miss the fucking next revolution. Yeah, he
1: said the same shit about fucking NFTs. I don't think he's wrong on that one, I
4: don't, I don't either. But it, this is what he does: is he just hops from one yeah. trend to the next, and he latches on to like prominent people and uses them. I, I, the, the have you
3: guys watched um, Wild Wild Country? You know the Osho documentary
1: i've heard about it but i haven't watched no it. i haven't heard okay, about it, dude, it? you
3: got to watch that because like this gary vee guy and i look just looked it up to remind myself exactly who he was because i see his videos all the fucking time and andrew tate and all these fucking like i don't know it's just so infantile that level of cultism if you look up, watch watch that documentary wild wild country it's about osho was a spiritual leader in the 70s oh it's uh, it's is that in fucking, india He's, he begins in, he's Indian, yeah. and he starts in India, but then he's in Oregon. And it's a crazy documentary, I won't give away too much, but there's something about him, despite what, watch the video, I mean, watch the documentary, at the end of it, there's still something utterly mysterious about him where you're left with this feeling of like, well, I don't know what he was doing. Was it just like, uh, you know, was he just trying to make money off people? And you can't, you cannot like actually pigeonhole what he was trying to do and that's when you see someone like that come along that's way more interesting than like a dude who you're like okay am i buying your fucking online well, masterclass well, or whatever well it's <laughs> it's like a
4: it's like a serial killer with no
3: motive right like mm. it, it confuses well, the no, fuck out of people like, yeah but what, I, like, it's clear that this that osho had a motive what's not clear is what that motive was it's, well that's it's, what I that's what i mean yeah.
4: like that's like a mystery and i think that's what like fascinates people but to the to the Andrew Tate thing and to the Gary B thing, obviously you have to respect how successful they are. Like I'm I'm not an idiot. I'm not gonna I I, I think they're full of shit, but I respect how <laughs> No no but no no but listen, the thing that I can't understand, maybe you can help like sure. explain this to me, is what what do pe- what attracts people to personalities like them where they come from money their fathers were successful and they were essentially born on third base like why are people looking up to people like that and saying that's somebody that made it and has it all figured out and that i'm gonna want to emulate and take advice from like i i've I never this. i've never understood that i've always been like tony robbins is as crazy as people think he is he's somebody that i actually respect and admire i mean he was like the rock you know like
1: i down to his last
4: dollar and turned his life around and
1: i hate all motivational speakers why i I can actually explain this when growing up my dad read a hundred different fucking books like this my dad was obsessed with fucking joel osteen Oh, obsessed the worst. with Joel Osteen.
2: Oh worse. That guy's the worst person on. He is the. Oh, worst. he's a fucking.
1: He's a skeeviest piece of shit on earth, right? I am so skeeved out by that because I think the attitude of people who like consume that is like, oh, maybe I can fix whatever's wrong with me. And these people feed off of it, right? It fucking skeeves me out. The whole like, I don't know how what the, what the word I'm for is. The whole fucking like ecosystem around that shit drives me nuts. I, I know what you're getting
2: it. at. I, cu- I couldn't put it to words really either, but I know what you mean. It's, it's just
1: like you read these things and it's like, oh, no, like I can be fixed. It's like you need somebody else to tell you that like i don't know like i i don't believe in like the existential fucking have some guru tell me what to do kind of a thing which
3: is why i always thought i i think that kind of skepticism is healthy to have that because you have to go into everything with a question and with not accepting anything till you verify it for yourself i think though it's important to have a sense that you cannot do everything yourself that there is something above and beyond you and i don't even mean like god Forget well i believe god. in
1: god i believe you know, in god, yeah too.
3: well i understand that but i'm saying like without even getting to that level of discussion that we are not actually capable because we're we're too fragmented as human beings like we have an idea today on wednesday whatever the fucking day it is that i'm going to do this that and the other by the time this podcast ends, I won't have any memory of the person who h- had that idea. So we live as this oscillating collection of like multiple personalities in one. And I think sometimes certain people are able to unify themselves in such a way that they are able to present and uh, a helpful path and actually actually help people to unify themselves beyond what we typically are which is just like a collection of like random opinions firing off all day long you know like you think you're calling all day long but watch yourself all day long are you actually calling all day long am i actually johnny all day long and who I like is think that i'm
1: pretty close well, yeah me, that, but that's what you, i'm saying you fuck me up with these dude because then I, I sit back and i'm like who wait who the fuck am i
3: well but yes but this is at the core of all Uh, esoteric teaching of all deep religious thought even, is that this is the most fundamental question. Who are you? You were born on this earth with nothing in terms of the ideas. You didn't like Bruce Springsteen when you were born, I guarantee that. You don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine, fine. Whatever. You may have been born the Immaculate Conception, but he also liked Bruce Springsteen. But what I'm saying is that you've acquired over your 14 years of life... (laughs) (laughs) 15 sorry you you've acquired over this your life a collection of opinions that may or may not actually be what you are so i think that there are certain people that are beyond this like external Personality and collection of opinions that may be of some help to people that are seeking for a path towards understanding themselves more. Sometimes and most of the time, they end up being snake salesmen. I think mm. there are certain people, though, that have been real leaders in a, a spiritual and profound sense.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. I'm not going to. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: Johnny, have you
1: met
4: um, or seen or run into. Tim Ferriss or McConaughey at all in Austin In Austin though I haven't I haven't run into any fucking love McConaughey I, dude I'm a Hermit he's in it, my studio the man so back to to tie this all together what Johnny was talking about earlier about you know hard work and kind of setting yourself up for success for when that break comes um I just it's so funny because um I was in the gym yesterday and I I put on my podcast and I love Tim Ferriss's podcast, but I'm so fucking far behind on them. Cause he pumps them out like once a week and I listen to ours. I listen to a few other ones and I realized I never listened to the one from 2020 he did with McConaughey. And I was like, fuck, how did I miss it? So I put it on and it's in fucking credible. If, if you guys like have an hour to burn and you want to be blown the fuck away, put it on. McConaughey is so fucking smart. It's like...
3: I love that, man.
4: Dude, it... I I mean, he's
3: probably gonna be the next governor of my great country of Texas here. I mean, he would would honestly be great. Like, he...
4: The stories he tells, the way he tells them. First off, he's an unbelievable storyteller.
1: Did you Um, read his book?
4: Well, that's what he was promoting. Dude, Uh,
1: it's a great book. I loved it.
4: So... He was talking about it talking about what inspired him to write it talking about like how his dad raised him and his dad passed away at a young age and you know he grew up like almost immediately and just his whole outlook on life and the values his dad instilled in him and you know hard work his dad was just basically like super supportive but at the same time really firm like McConaughey told him he was like one day I decided I didn't want to do school anymore. I wanted to be an actor and I went to my parents and told them and my dad was like, just don't half-ass it. And he's like, that's been my mantra ever since. Like I've always just done fucking above and beyond everything. And he talked about going to acting school and how he just basically did the opposite of what everybody else was doing. He was like, I was in these acting classes with all these like goth student, like, acting students like you know the type oh yeah and he's like i was long hair sunglasses beach shirts flip-flops <laughs> Oh. Wow. And- Basically how you
1: picture him. And he's like, "Yo, but that's, that's so fucking, that's how I've always fucking felt in the music industry in one way or another. Like I've always felt like I go into places and there's like these like fucking weirdos trying to pretend to be what a fucking rock star is. And I think he was saying,
4: and he was like, you need to zit. He goes, if you fucking follow the pack, you're never going to stand out no matter how good you are. He was like telling stories about how they had to see a movie every week and come into this one class and like tell everybody what movie it was and how, All all those goth kids would, like, try to one-up each other with all these, like, indie movies no one's ever heard of. And he would be like, I saw
3: Die Hard this weekend. Everyone's like, oh, fuck that (laughs) corporate bullshit. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. Matthew McConaughey, for me, like... I'm like 49, 51, and I can't decide which direction on him. Oh, he's he's, the
1: man, dude. dude, Listen listen, to this. I I love love his his
3: movies. I love his movies. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts with him. And like I'm saying, like 50 to 51% of me is like, he's a super cool dude. The other 50 to 51% of me is like, what is he trying to sell me? Because like ah. he's definitely got aspirations towards politics. And I think definitely if you have aspirations does. towards politics, it's like a dead giveaway that you are a fucking psycho. So oh, yeah. that's what I'm waiting for. Like the drop where he's like, I'm all cool, smoke weed with Woody Harrelson, <laughs> who's a thousand times cooler than Matthew McConaughey. If you want to talk False. about people False. who are- They're both what?
2: awesome. Come on. Nah.
1: Woody
3: Harrelson is a
2: thousand-
1: <laughs> I, I'm dude. I don't I'm McConaughey. I'm McConaughey over Harrelson any day, dude.
3: I love both of them. They're both.
1: Just, I like both, both of them. Cool.
3: I think Woody Harrelson's. Yeah, look, they're both fucking great. I'm just Woody saying Harrelson seems like he would be me to a waiter. About Matthew McConaughey. Real,
2: real, real quick story. One of my good friends from college. His name is Dusty. His dad was like third in charge at Home Depot or some shit. All the money in the world, and you would have had no fucking clue. The most down-to-earth scumbag. He would fit right in, in in northeast Philly or the south side. One of those guys, but had all the money in the world. Uh, his family's from south Georgia. Uh, this is probably about seven, eight years ago now. Uh, my buddy moved back to, back to Georgia where his family's from, and he got rear-ended by Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson didn't have his insurance on him. He's like, hey, hit me with your address. I'll show up to you wherever you guys are going tonight. We'll have a good night. Brought a bag of weed and a couple cases of beer. He's like, yeah, just don't report me. And he just. Hell
1: yeah.
4: No
1: (laughs)
2: fucking way.
1: Hell yeah. He is
2: the coolest guy on earth.
1: All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you. I'm not saying that Woody Harrelson's not the man. I just love McConaughey. Also, they're both the best because they both were part of the greatest season of television of all time, which is True Detective season one. That
2: is the truth. And I tell you. that That is a very
3: fair skepticism. Of, uh, because he's
2: definitely gunning for politics
1: oh yeah yeah
3: that's but- what i'm saying like i like him i've liked i've loved a lot of his movies but i'm i'm holding back some skepticism about him i do my that's wife's fair. um her mom's side of the family is from uh, louisiana like rural louisiana north of uh, lafayette and Ooh. uh when true detective that season was playing i was on tour and i went spent a week with her family in louisiana and i'm watching that in like one of their houses out, out in the swamps dude it freaked me the fuck I out I mean, like, i'd be i'd be the looking for this yellow king everywhere love going to that part of the country but at the same time i was like this is too much i can't watch this fucking show <laughs> out here in the swamps
1: <laughs> oh dude they uh,
3: doing like
2: satanic rituals in the
3: shed <laughs> behind you <nails>. it just <laughs> looks creepy man those swamps like they're simultaneously beautiful and then also like This is evil. I don't know why, but it just feels fucking evil. (laughs) Dude, it's like
2: Santeria and like Creole, Cajun, like voodoo doll shit down there. That's definitely creepy. Uh,
1: Facts. right, dude, we're gonna get into music. I promise we will get into music after the Poly D interview, but that was fucking existential and that was awesome. Uh, Let's do the Poly D interview, catch up on a couple things and then we'll go and on list off. Let's get the fuck out of here. So this is our interview with the fucking man, DJ Poly D.
4: All right, three, two, one, Barstool Backstage, episode five, we are here with the one and only Pauly D, DJ Pauly D, yeah buddy, I like that, one of my guys, one of Barstool's favorite people in the world, this isn't even like music wise, just generally, appreciate that, I mean, New England guy, yeah, right. of
0: course, yep,
4: knew about the site before it was anything. Yeah. Remember back in the day. Uh, we did some blackout shows right around the corner at the Roxy. You were over at uh, Royale. <laughs> that was a spot. I was, trying to, I was trying to remember. And before now we do the
0: grand and, and memoir, a and uh, uh,
4: little, little, little bit of an back, update. That was right? back in the Obviously, day. We go so far back because I used to roll down to Providence in high school when you were playing at hell.
0: No way. <laughs>
4: so this guy way
0: back, way back.
4: Tell people about I will let you do the do the honors. Tell people about what Club Hell was like in Providence
0: right? Well, it was it was a vibe. I'm telling you, we had that <laughs> place. We had that place lit. Like it was like an underground type of Rhode Island had nightlife though. It, it was dope. <laughs> it was really dope. Way
4: better than Massachusetts. <clears throat>
0: yeah, and it's funny. Massachusetts guys just come around. We used to go to Massachusetts back and forth, but Rhode Island had the nightlife. We had it was lit.
4: you could be sixteen years old and get into these places yeah. down there. I mean, how
0: old you were was, like what? Was 18 I was like there? eighteen playing there it was popping, popping, popping
4: all right so that was that your first like d j gig d j gig
0: wasn't my first uh well, that's that was my first d j scene like cause I was doing on um, federal Hill. I was doing all all the clubs over there in Providence, and those are the ones I got in and uh um, hold
4: on, what clubs on Federal Hill? I
0: was doing Renaissance. that's what it was called, and it was. That was the first club I ever dj at. I was 18 years old. And we had it so popping on like a Wednesday night. And that's when everybody was like, wow, if this kid gets to popping on Wednesday, let's bring him on a Friday and a Thursday. And then that's how I built up DJing like five, six nights a week in Providence. That was doing Ultra. We did Hell. We did all those. Then I made my way over to Boston. That's like not <laughs> easy to do. Yeah. Seriously, this is before social media. This is before social media, before television, before it all. So how were you... Before reality. How were you
4: doing five nights a week like bringing the <clears> same people out? And And that,
0: and that was... That was the easy part. The hard part was waking up in the morning to do the sales meeting at the car dealership <laughs> at Metro. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: Wait, wait, wait. So you had a day job, too? I had a day
0: job. I was selling cars. I was used car manager at Metro. And I had to be up for 730, leaving the club at 2 a.m. to conduct a sales meeting. It was no joke. Hold on, hold, yeah, on, hold was, on, I'm a
4: hard worker, man. Wait, so you're how, you're how old? Is right man? now I'm 41.
0: No, no, back when you're doing this, like all the way till I was like 27 at that point.
4: So you're you're selling cars during the day and then you're playing till two in the morning, at night five nights a week. Yep. Like holy shit, man.
0: Yep. Born for this. That's how that was my training for all this.
4: Okay, so then how did what was the, like the obviously the TV show, but mm-hmm. where like right before that all took off, like where were you at career wise? So career
0: wise, I was getting my EMT because I wanted to become a firefighter. So I got my EMT and then I was about to take the firefighter test, but then I got called for television. I was like, let me just take a break real quick and just go on some TV just to do some like, I didn't even know what it was, some like real world type thing. I didn't really know, some Guido television show. (laughs) I did it and then I come back. I didn't even know what the show was gonna be. I just went back to my normal life. I was just worried I was gonna lose my DJ gigs because I didn't want to leave them for a month. So I had to get people to fill in for each of my gigs. Came back, I still had them. All right,
4: who filled in?
0: Oh, I had um, Vinny Vive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's going he's gonna to freak out that you just dropped a Yeah, that I had, like, my cousin and, 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 and a bunch <laughs> of other people to fill in for me. And they did, and they'll, they'll tell you the story. Because they didn't even know. They're like, oh, this kid's going to leave the TV. Yeah, okay, whatever. Like, they didn't even really believe me until I actually left.
4: Amazing. So when you go to actually do the extended, like, series mm-hmm. where you, like— I don't know if I'm gonna have anything to come back to or... I
0: didn't know if my gigs were still gonna be there when I came back from filming because no one knew what I was filming and thought I would just leave for a month. Came back, it was all there, it was fine. And then, um, but then uh, we finally got a date, the show was going to air. So I was like, we better throw some sort of party. We threw the party at Ultra. (laughs) So we did a premiere party at Ultra. My friends and family all came. We had it on the big screen while I was DJing. And and at that point, people were like looking at the TV and they were looking at me, they're like... (laughs) What is going on? Because it was the same thing. Like, I didn't change to be on TV. I was the same guy. So they were like, you're saying the same thing you say to us. I'm like, I know. What am
4: I supposed to say? Like, the things I would say. Dude, I love that. So that was, like, a great segue into my next question. When was the point, DJ-wise, not Mm -hmm. entertainment, television-wise, but DJ-wise, that it hit you that where You were like, wow,
0: I, like, made it. I would have to say um, when I made it my way out to Las Vegas, they give you like that one-time shot. It's like, all right, so I got the opportunity to spin in Las Vegas because of the television, obviously. But then at that point when I, when I, when I got out there, it was at Rain Nightclub. That's where DJ AM spun. At Palms. You know what I mean? At the Palms. So I did that show, and it was lit, and, and, and the people came out for me. And then after I did that one, I ended up getting a res- residency out of it, and that's how I knew. I was like, yo, I made it. I made so it. that's like. That was, big. that was my dream come true.
4: How long ago was that? Rain was... 2009, to
0: 2010.
4: You. So you've been doing this a while. Oh, yeah. I've been doing for a long time, man. I mean, do you ever see yourself doing anything other than spinning? Um,
0: no, I really love what I do. I was happy to be to back at it again. and every, I just take it day by day. I'm enjoying the moment, and I just want to continue on the same path locked in the residencies, and now I'm just enjoying them. I love coming back to the places that we smashed before the pandemic, after the pandemic
4: now. I was gonna, that's all I was gonna say. So yeah, la- the past year, not being able to play in front of, you know, monster <clears throat> crowds, like, yeah, Dude, out tonight, out here, I don't know if you walk through this, it's like- it's Electric. <laughs> I mean, there's 900 chicks out there, maybe 300 guys, <laughs> and they're fucking, they've been losing their mind for two hours, so it's like- Pauly D problems. Oh. <laughs> Good problem to have. Yeah. But, so not having that for mm-hmm. an entire year, like what the hell do you do all year?
0: Well, this whole, this whole social distance thing, that's not me. I'm the, op- I'm such a social person. So they literally took me out of my element. The pandemic put me in one place for a moment at a time. So I had to sit down. I'm like, oh my goodness. First of all, thank God I had a gym in my house. I didn't know what I would do. I was working out <laughs> like crazy. So the gym tanning laundry was a way of life. That shit stayed. That stayed during the whole entire pandemic, but I missed you don't realize how much you miss live interaction, live crowds. So that's what I missed. I, I couldn't do one with live streaming. I was live streaming proms. I was live streaming um, Sweet Sixteens and- Wait, wait, wait,
4: wait, wait. People were booking you to virtually play
0: Yes. Prom? Yeah, I did an MTV prom on television. I also did one with live with um, Kelly and Ryan. I did their prom. I done birthday <laughs> parties. Like it was like, and these live streams, they're like, it's okay. There's a crowd, but this, I feed off the energy. I don't make sets. I play what the crowd wants to hear. I feed off their energy. If you don't have that energy, what am I doing? I needed it. Like, it was, I was like a fiend for it. So the pandemic had to end for me. I was over it.
4: Hold on. Our, uh, our esteemed cameraman, Tebow, has a question. All right. Well, You came in. You
0: said Barstool was in the house. So we actually need something that we need your reaction to. Barstool was literally in the house. It was like two weeks ago. They did a tour of the Jersey Shore house. Is that right? I made a bunch of TikToks. So we picked out the best one, and we, we need your reaction to it. <laughs> it's a battle, bro.
1: Battle me. I'll battle.
0: <laughs> I'll battle you right now, bro. Go
1: start. I see this. Got the... no plan. I'm the man. You're just a fan. Ooh.
0: Oh. D- this Yo, was Vin. Vinny battling Sammy, and you I was, I was on
4: they yeah, nailed this exactly nailed this. Right. all right so reenactment nailed wise nailed it what on a scale one to ten what do what do they get for that well that that was good the reenactment wise that was a ten like they hit
0: every wow. lyric like spot on it was good i was there i, re- I remember that moment because i was laughing so hard i didn't, first of all i didn't know sammy had bars <laughs> so she's and then um vinnie he, he destroyed her he destroyed her but then he fell after so if you fall after a battle you lose i think it's a disqualification.
4: Out of all those characters you just saw on that TikTok, are any of those people making the cut at the actual Jersey Shorehouse?
0: Oh, yeah. They can all come. All of them? Yeah, of course.
4: They can all come party with us. <laughs> way too nice. Way too nah, nice. No, they can come. They killed that. Um, we have a reader question All right. that we want to ask. You um, we were talking about earlier, like, you dropped a lift comment. What are you benching these days? Ooh. So
0: bench and bench wise, i you know i don't go heavy anymore <laughs> i don't go heavy anymore oh, <laughs> so listen i just listen I, I yeah i i don't yeah i don't i don't go heavy anymore i just like to i like to uh
4: to build muscle but i don't want to get hurt <laughs> uh follow up question mm-hmm. to this what day is leg day <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's when <That's amazing>. me not- <laughs> the reader This is a reader question.
4: Listen, I want to
0: tell you something. I don't skip. It may look like it, but I do not skip leg day. It's on Wednesday. I only do it once a week. And after leg day, I really can't walk. I don't enjoy doing it, but genetically, my calves, I can't really build them. My father has small little legs, too. He has a big (laughs) upper body. (laughs) It is what
4: it is. I respect that. I respect (laughs) that. All right. We're going to fire off some rapid-fire questions (laughs) to wrap this up. All right. Down. Let's do do it. it. Blonde or brunette? Brunette. Tits or ass? Both. <laughs> Jordans or Yeezys? Jordans. Biggie or Tupac? Oh, Biggie. Favorite movie? Goodfellas. A Polly D movie gets made. Who plays you? Um,
0: the guy that played Vince in Entourage. <laughs>
3: Thought
1: about that a
0: lot. <laughs> he had that one ready. Yes. <laughs> that one has, he has nice hair. He has good hair. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Based on that, we got to get a great side by side of that. Yes.
0: What's his name? A- a- Ariane Grind Grenier. How do you say his name? Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier. I can't say his last name. I mean,
4: we got to put you side by side <laughs> you do And not. then do
0: that movie if you are here. We got to do that.
4: Weirdest quirk. Weirdest quirk. Um. Are What's you, the weirdest thing about you people would be surprised to know? Um,
0: I do extreme stunts on motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Yeah, send that over. I have a whole Instagram for it, Poly D stunts. Nobody even knows it's there. I think it has like 10K followers. No one knows. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't really promote it, but it's it's me. I, no, it's like he's got Poly D stunts, Poly D good vibes, and then like Ellen yeah. DeGeneres. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my quirks. There's my craggy nose Celebrity crush Um, Celebrity crush would have to be Adrian Lima Good answer Trend you'd like to see disappear forever Trend i like to see disappear forever Hmm
4: Crocs (laughs) Great answer And we're going back to the readers For the last question of the night
0: Fuck, marry, kill, gym, tan, laundry. Holy shit. Um, Fuck, marry, kill. Marry the gym. Fuck, laundry, and I guess kill, tan? Damn, that's tough. (laughs) That's
4: tough. That was a hard one. You got me. You got me. Polly, love you. Oh, hold on. hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just getting this in right now, really quick. Um, big fan of the dozen or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, I watch it from time to time. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you.
4: All right. There was a Power 10 ranking posted a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I mean, man, you have my team, like, number eight. We came within, like, three questions of winning the championship last year. <laughs> Oh I didn't
0: have the control. I didn't have the control over that.
4: So this is, what, this is what I heard. I came in, like, all fired up for this interview. Like, man, I'm finally going to ask him what's what the disrespect. And then you know who Eddie is? Mm. My boy Eddie from yeah. Chicago? He told me as I'm walking out the door of the office yesterday, he goes, I think that was, like, a spoof.
0: Yeah, it was a spoof. I didn't have anything to do with that,
4: but I did see it. I'm like, wait, I didn't make these picks, but it was cool. Wait, but you caught, like, you... You follow the show? Yeah, right? I watch it. So mm-hmm. Jeff, who hosts it, is like yeah. your biggest fan Is ever. that right? Dude, oh, shout was, out to Jeff, my He God. was supposed to be here tonight. We were going to bring him out, surprise you. Oh, damn. He couldn't make it. He was heartbroken, but he's he's the man. And oh, that's what's up. He's, shout he's out to He's so happy guy. that you're like such a fan of the show. Yeah, so, no doubt. Even uh, though you're not a Misfits guy, still love you, man. My man, appreciate you. Dude, <laughs> thank you so much for no, doing this. No, thank you, of course
1: all right that was our interview with dj paulie go check him out while he's on tour i'm pretty sure there's another season of jersey shore family vacation coming out because they're never going to stop making those as it is uh i love them i don't give a fuck dude during COVID, i, I watched jersey shore like twice i went back and rewatched the entire thing dude oh, fuck i fucking
2: watched it. it start to finish it was fuck- dude, dude. Dr-
3: jersey shore like so many of the dudes the main characters like from that classic era i don't even I haven't watched in a while and if it's changed like you actually got a feeling that they're basically just like genuinely good people. Yes. As opposed to a lot of current reality shows where you're like, this is literally the scum of earth. <laughs> like, people made fun of Jersey Shore for all the obvious reasons. Like, you know, there's an element that you can make fun of. But, like, at the most, most of them, you're like, dude, these are just good people having a good time. Fuck it, you know? They just dress I'm... like
2: assholes. If they dress like, oh, yeah. And, like, didn't do the hair <laughs> shit, the gym tan laundry. Dude, just, I was. That's how Dante dresses. <laughs> like Dante looks. Oh, well, I
3: posted to. that thing when you posted. Oh, the that Nepali was so D. good. I pulled it down because I actually felt bad. I was like, I don't want to. Did you see like... that
1: Dante? No, what was it? Oh, I posted the thing. It was it was like the clips of Pauly D, and I said, "Yo, we got fucking Pauly D coming on." And then uh, Johnny commented and said, "I thought Dante was a regular co-host." <laughs> no,
3: you should have left it. That's pretty good. I don't know, man. I felt bad about it because I was like all you people, and by you people, I mean DJs Italians. Are all the Italians. Same. <laughs> no, no, all D-az. Italians look the same. Dude, there's pictures
4: out there. I gotta I gotta try to fucking find them because they're. Did beautiful. you, had to, did you actual, have a the blowout? They're actual pictures. No blowout, but I had a fucking chin strap. <laughs> i had a fucking I, I had a zero fade um yeah. yeah i looked puerto rican for a long Dude, time oh wait
1: so the, when when that when the show was on season two uh or they were they were shooting something they i was living in wildwood new jersey at this point like it was our senior summer so scummy
4: so scummy
1: fuck you that is my ancestral fucking vacation ground so th- <laughs> there was ancestral. like three
4: said, <laughs> ancestral
1: ancestral in- incest, incestual, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. So every week, because there was like three hundred kids in my high school living in Wildwood, New Jersey, for our senior year summer. It's what we did every year. Yeah, and uh, we would throw Jersey Shore parties where fucking people would dress up like fucking douchebags from Jersey Shore and Call fucking drinking. What?
2: We would do that in my fucking twenty five hundred liberal personal liberal arts school in like a bougie ass Chicago <laughs> suburb.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. So what I was going to say, though, was I found pictures of it recently. Right. Oh, God. And.
2: Oh, God damn. How bad? The,
1: My friends could get canceled very easily because <laughs> they look like they were fucking spray painted, like, <laughs> like just these fucking pasty white Irish girls fucking with the poofs and the fucking tan and shit. And uh, I remember like walking around being like, "This is wrong, <laughs> this is wrong." <laughs> oh man! But Colin, I
3: look, let me ask you real quick: Where that... is Cherry Hill in relation to where you are? Because on a day off, like you go play Philly, and yeah. like when you go to bus, there's nowhere to park That's a bus right. in Philly. It's Cherry
1: Hill is anymore. directly over the the bridge. So no, it's, I mean, it's... where
3: like where is that in in relation to where you like? When you keep saying Northeast Philadelphia, I have no context of what that directly
1: means. over the bridge. There okay. is a, like, you can go from Cherry Hill to Northeast Philadelphia in five minutes. Okay. Like, it's, to, like, Cherry Hill is literally the bottom of a bridge. And when you get dumped off on the other side, you're in, like, Mayfair. You're in Tacony. Okay. You're in Northeast Philadelphia. So, a lot of my friends, like, from college who I met that hung out with the Northeast Philly kids or Cherry Hill kids because they, used, like, fucking co-mingled and shit like that. That's That's kind of where, that's my neck of the woods. Dude,
3: uh, we played Made in America Festival in Philly back in 2015 or something like, and we were in Cherry Hill the night before at some whatever motel or hotel <laughs> a with the bus. Random ass up. fucking place to yeah. stay
1: like before Philly.
3: And then a hippie lady and her husband, like in their sixties, were at the at the bar at the hotel. Gave us. You guys joint. bang them? Did you guys bang them? No, 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 All right. That would be a kind of a funny weird cool story this was just a terrifying story for me they gave us a joint and i don't know where they got it from like timothy leary or something because it felt like it was Uh. laced with acid i took one hit and i'm a lightweight i'm not pretending like i'm like fucking kenny i was so high that the next day at my set my computers were on stage it was so fucking hot that day they kind of like shit the bed but i was still high so, you know that paranoid, oh, you don't know that paranoid. You don't never, still never smoked weed, right?
1: I've, I've drank a ton of caffeine at the same time, though. I know okay, the, the. Fine,
3: close enough, whatever. That paranoid feeling I got, I was on stage with whatever, five, ten thousand 10,000 people. My computer stopped working. Our entire set fell apart. And I'm still like hungover high, paranoid as fuck, and, like going, oh my God, I just. Killed our entire career. <laughs> this is our big moment to play Made in America Festival. Jesus Christ! All from one hit on a fucking hippie joint. It was weird, man. Jesus.
1: Christ. I actually live like five minutes from where Made in America is. I live right behind the Art Museum in Philadelphia, basically. Okay. Uh, which is, by the way, Made in America is a great festival. It's a shame they don't do bands anymore. It's only a hip hop festival at this point.
3: It was almost because, that way when, isn't it? It's a like Jay Z's very much. Involved, it's Rock right? Nation, but I mean, like they,
1: okay. it, the first couple years they had John Mayer headline. The uh, next year they had Pearl Jam headline. Uh, I think they, it was
3: me that killed all the rock bands. They're like, Yo! we kind of this, we kind of rock bands anymore if they're gonna do this kind of shit. Uh,
1: yeah, that one guy just fucking cried on stage because his computer stopped <laughs> working. Um, speaking of festivals, uh, real quick, uh, all the festivals are about to announce their lineups uh bonnaroo's coming out uh, coachella's dropping their lineup as well um, but one of those giant headline festival bands uh that we talked about earlier in the podcast just put out a statement the other day and it was the food fighters the food fighters released a statement that they are in fact going to continue as a band um, and i know we had speculated on that uh last year when everything happened with taylor hawkins uh i for one am happy that they're going to continue and i don't know who's going to wind up drumming for them uh, but I know Robbie Fox wrote a really great blog on Barstool about who he thinks is going to be the drummer, and Chad Smith was one of the choices, and I do, I just had this weird feeling it's either going to be Chad Smith, Josh Hame, or Josh Freeze. I think it's going to be one of the three of them that are going to go out with the yeah. Foo Fighters, but... Why um, would
3: ch- why would Chad Smith, yeah, leave, leave the Chili pepper will covers? Won't leave. It's going to be uh, Josh Hame, right?
1: I I would assume it would be Josh Hame or Josh Freeze, who also drums for Queens of the Stone Age. I think it would have to be somebody in that that, that like area, like I mean, Josh Homme would make too much sense. They could just do a Queens tour with Foo Fighters, sell out every fucking stadium on Earth, and have him play drums when he comes out. But um, I don't think Chad Smith would leave the Chili Peppers. I think if they weren't touring, I think Chad Smith would go out with them. Because why would? not
3: or, or he just does two sets.
1: Right. That's my and thing.
3: Fucking kills himself doing like four hours of the most crazy yeah, drumming yeah. ever. Yeah.
1: Like how, I, I don't. I definitely don't think would it would be. That?
3: Physically he's old as shit now He's like almost 70 probably That'd be rough man Even for like a young drummer that's rough
1: Yeah yeah, That's true I didn't think about that but
3: We saw I, I watched Foo Fighters from backstage At uh, Firefly Festival in Delaware mm-hmm. Once And that was It was like the first big festival we played We played the same stage as them Like six hours earlier And that was a fucking masterclass In how to rock star Like yep. watching them from backstage Like holy fuck dude just the energy from, like, minute one was just, like, at a 1,000%. It was awesome.
1: I will say, too, and this is just a follow-up on the food Fighters thing, but Grohl is my number one that I want this year on this podcast. That's who I want. I want Dave Grohl. And we'll get him. I, we, we can. I, I truly believe that. Like, I, I think that we could get Dave Grohl. Like, I have we'll a couple him. for 2023 that I really do want, and Grohl is number one on my list. I do want Lil Wayne. I think it would be a lot of fun. Like I think yeah. I I want to I want to fucking cap that off. I want Wade. Um, you but T gro- Pain because I'm trying to get I, through I to T Pain. I love T
3: Pain. You know we did a track with him.
1: You did what?
3: Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it before. We've I, talked about I, I it before. Know the- I'm still fucking waiting for it to come out. Like every oh, time yeah, I see yeah, him yeah, releasing yeah, something, yeah. Right. Like, I forgot about you're that. Right, Please, T right. Pain, just put this fucking track out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I want T to- Pain would be fucking incredible. I would love T Pain.
3: He just had Oliver Tree on his podcast. I saw it, was it fucking yeah, yeah, funny yeah. as shit, dude. <laughs>
1: have you ever seen him? Uh, he had Hannibal Barris on his podcast. And no, Hannibal Barris, he had an NPC in front of him. And he and he like made a song that was supposed to be like the like OG rap shit. Like, it, it, it's, I'll send you the clip. It's really fucking funny. But, uh, <laughs> Dave, do you have anybody who you really want on the podcast this year? <sighs>
2: Honestly, I, I wouldn't want John Mayer.
1: Oh, you wouldn't want John Mayer? I don't
2: think so. Really? I mean, obviously, yes, yes. That's like you. But no, gonna give you a long
3: speech care. about some fucking how he's like really sweet to girls and also he was like... just on
1: call her daddy. Yeah, no. Yeah, I I feel like he would seduce me. Like I I would be kind of worried about that. <laughs> I, I would. Who,
3: who's? The...
2: I actually DM'd Mark
3: Mark Knopfler a while back. What? what? yeah, I don't know why. Um, I'm like, Dude, hey, if you get him on, I'm heard. flying out to wherever the fuck you do that interview. I would fucking like, he's
2: love a
1: that. Fucking hero of my
2: Oh, he's the I,
3: best. Um,
1: I mean, Grohl Like, I do. I do. I, mean, I would love
2: Susan Tedeschi in March. Uh, oh, my I, I God. got God. such a crush on her.
1: Is that official? We're gonna do that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they reached out to me.
1: Oh, so when they come to like Chicago?
2: Yeah, cause they so last year they played in January about a year ago. And um, Susan, on the first night, she she slipped on stage or something and tore her ACL. So oh. they were here five straight nights. Yeah, she tore her knee up. So they are here five straight nights, and she played guitar and sang and everything. She kept going, but she just did it in a knee brace sitting down. So we were, like, kind of joking about that. They're here in March this year, and, uh, yeah, we're going to do a little sit down with them.
1: I, oh, I yeah. fucking can't wait for that. Dude, the fucking list we have for 2023. I mean, Derek Trucks nuts. has
2: got Almond Brothers blood.
1: Dude, Derek Trucks is one of the greatest guitar players of all time. He's oh a- my god! Yeah. How the fuck did we miss this? Speaking of greatest of all time, we talked about this recently, but the Rolling Stone lists that they put out of like they're, their greatest whatever are fucking just, crazy.
4: They're just trolling now, man. After hey, the what's after the last the, one? I didn't. I did, they I just put know, out the 200 greatest well, singers dude, of dude, all time. Remember how bad the the hip hop. So 100 greatest hip-hop was after, yes after the Dude, top they're five.
3: literally just doing click baiting yeah Bro,
4: that's, we, we, they're that's what
1: they're doing now we they asked did. ice cube about that about yeah. the the 100 greatest hip-hop albums and he was like i don't give a fuck about that <laughs> i
3: was like yeah. hell yeah they they've fallen really really Wait, hard did, were you saying that they didn't have an ice cube album on the top it, no they, uh, it, they did it, i think he was number nine um okay we, no, we no, no, just... no,
1: no, no! It was way later. It was way later than that. Uh, America's sure? most wanted and NWA weren't top ten. Neither oh, of them that, were top ten.
4: You're right. That that was it. You're right.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that America or uh, NWA was way lower than I thought it would be. But this list, look, I'm putting Aretha Franklin number one is fair. Like that's that's fine. I'm cool fine. with that. But there I was
2: her grave last two summers ago. Yeah, she
1: did. Oh my god, dude! You remember when we talked about that? And I was like, Dave, how was your trip? You're like, good. I met Aretha Franklin. <laughs> and I was like. What you're like, hey, yeah, dude, I fucking saw her grave, and I was like, don't word it like
4: that. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> the thing everyone's
4: freaking out about, what'd you say, Dave?
2: I smoked a joint about five feet from her grave. A homeless person gave us that joint, too. I, it was not laced,
1: it was the ghost of a really
2: It might have been, it might have been. What if we <laughs> smoked her ashes? That'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs>
3: I don't know if "hilarious" is the word you're looking for.
1: felony I think, is the word you were looking for,
2: actually. Would it make for a good story? For good fodder? Yeah. Yeah,
3: it'd make a good story from the canceled jail.
2: Why? I mean, I, I was forced.
3: I feel like if you smoke someone's ashes, you're some like shit's not going to go well after. Hold on. Although, who is it that smoked ashes recently? Dante, is this
1: what you were talking about? Yeah, so
4: the thing everyone's freaking out about is they just didn't put Celine Dion on the list at
3: all, anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, as much as I hate her, like you can't not put her on the list. Exactly. So
4: (laughs) the fact they just left her off means A, they completely forgot she existed, which is bad, or B, they purposely left her off. And but They
3: better just say it's an April Fool's joke or something, dude. It's, I can't believe yeah, people number, are numbers, people three, are pissed. Number three top music publications. Number one, BuzzFeed. <laughs> 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 number two, CNN, and put fucking Rolling Stone. And like, who fucking cares anymore? Like, <sighs> to the fall from grace of like one of the most iconic. Music magazine publications of all time to like Bro. a fucking they, trolling they fucking clickbait site. When they tried to humanize the Boston fucking
2: marathon terrorist. Yeah, that yeah, was fucked. Dude, yeah, you
1: know, we yo, we should start a rumor on social media that's completely unfounded and just be just – just every once in a while, just tweet it out and be like, I can't believe Rolling Stone put R. Kelly at number three on the greatest book <laughs> of all time and just have nothing to back it up. Just be like, damn, they really put R. Kelly at number three and didn't put Celine Dion on the list? You, just,
2: no, <laughs> no, no, no. You should, You should Photoshop like an actual cover.
1: Oh, my God. That would be fucking incredible.
2: And we can use that as, like, promotion for this. That's a great idea.
1: So
3: what was the list? Like, Rolling Stone top singers. Number
1: one was Chuck Berry. Number two was R. Kelly. Uh, Number three was... Who's another really bad person? Uh, Chuck Berry's a bad person. You don't know the story about Chuck Berry? I don't think so. I don't either. Why would I Google that? Tell us.
3: Yeah. uh, I'll just say...
1: You know one of his really big songs is called Little Sweet Sixteen? Oh, no. It's okay. something up that alley. You might want to do oh, some research on that one. Shit. Uh, I don't mean to besmirch the man. Oh,
3: here we go. Number good, They song. put Stevie Wonder at nine? Fucking what the fuck?
1: Just put don't put on. Stevie them all...
3: Wonder below Marvin Gaye? Where, where's I mean, no that's argument? a good argument.
2: Let's get down to brass. No, track. it's
3: not a good argument. I love fucking Marvin Gaye, but Stevie Wonder is higher than Marvin Gaye end of case
1: well who's more it, it, but once again are these what are, is the argument on this list like who's more important versus who's better wise?
3: argument stevie wonder is higher than marvin Gaye, and i'm not saying that to shit on marvin Gaye. i think marvin Gaye is a fucking genius i'm just saying Absolutely. Stevie wonder is higher
1: stevie wonder is probably the most important musician in american history other than ray charles
3: no even more than ray charles i would say oh mm. well, i don't know i oh, look yeah. fine fine that's a, that's like a legitimate battle
1: And it's not because they're both blind. It's just the fact that they're both very important to American music.
3: Well, I think it actually is because they're blind, because I think there's something about the fact that they're missing a sense that they are hearing stuff. It's heightened to a point where we cannot even understand the genius of how they're hearing things.
1: I've said this before on this podcast, but Ray Charles is the most important person in my eyes because he was the first player. You watch Ray and, and get a sense of what happened, but he was blending gospel and soul and country, and he was doing things that nobody else had ever done before. Ray Charles paved the way for fucking everybody.
3: Yeah, you pre- I'm not. I'm not arguing. You're preaching to the choir. I fucking love Ray Charles. I'm just saying Stevie Wonder below Marvin Gaye is that's not acceptable. It could be. You could just flip him one. I'm not saying Marvin Gaye should be like not on the list but it's like stevie one's gonna be higher
1: and they're both below r kelly which is fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts i can't fucking well, honestly one go. is
3: below fucking otis redding and bob dylan again uh, i love bob both dylan of them. should
1: not be on that bob dylan should be way what? lower otis redding keep no, no, where no, bob is. dylan's top 15
3: at least
4: i listen bob uh, dylan n- number one or number two songwriter of all time singer
3: yeah that's uh, lower well, Dylan's perfect.
2: just. Dylan is just never like, really is done not it never really done it It's not just
3: like ah, ha 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 ha. It can also be ha 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 ha. Like I'm saying, there's different fucking styles or, of singing. Or
1: it could just be like eh, eh, that's yes, fucking yeah, Bob Dylan. Just, man. Colin yeah, yeah. just,
4: just nailed it.
1: Eh, 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 get the fuck I out mean, of here. I'm looking at this list right now. Has ever seen
2: Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story? Oh,
1: dude, the Bob Dylan part is like my, one of my so, favorite it's, parts it's of any.
2: It's such obviously. It's it's. I don't know how to put this. It's uh, It sounds fake as fuck, but at the same time, they nail the imp- impersonation of Bob Dylan.
1: Oh, say, can you see him? It's fucking perfect. <laughs> it's just a bunch <laughs> of
2: words put together. To like Bro,
1: and it's the way I've always viewed Bob Dylan in a certain perspective. Because like when they're standing side stage and these bandmates are like, what the fuck is this song even about? And Tim like, Meadows comes like, over and goes, Dude, you don't get it. This song is very deep. You guys are idiots. And I'm just like, all right, dude, whatever. I don't know. Bob Dylan, like, I've always been a petty or a Springsteen guy over Bob Dylan. And I know that they fucking run hand in hand. And one was way more important than the other. But, like, Bob Dylan being above. You said Bob Dylan was above Stevie Wonder?
3: Well, here. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love Bob Dylan. I'll I'll agree with you in terms of if you're talking about just singing, then he shouldn't be as high. He's above Marvin Gaye. Len, Lennon, Sam Cook. Pre- Wait, John Presley- Lennon was
1: number five?
3: Yeah. Arisa he was Franklin. like the third
1: best vocalist in his band.
4: I know, that's nuts.
1: That's ignorant. Where was Paul McCartney?
3: I mean, like, it's not a bad list because everyone Ugh. here, you, you can't argue against the fact that they left Celine Robert- Dion. I, I, I feel like such a fucking idiot having to argue for Celine Dion, but it, you can't right. leave her off the list. Also,
1: there was something I saw in this and Someone who was at literally like the bottom half of the list that it pissed me off was Van Morrison. No, no, Van, Van Morrison's
3: Mor- a little higher. Hold on, I just saw him.
1: Regar- dude, regardless, they they did this, they did a list like this uh when I was a kid, and Van Morrison was like number four. But fucking for into the Mystic alone, Van Morrison should be in the fucking like one of the most unique voices of all time.
3: And once yeah, again, yeah, yeah. I I don't give a fuck who's who shouldn't be on this list. Like we should, do, we, should list.
4: we should save this for an, another episode. We could yeah, be, we'll we could through. talk about this for an hour. All
1: right, yeah. yeah, let's let's quickly run through on the list off the list. We'll keep this concise. We'll get the fuck out of here. Uh my on the list is Miley Cyrus. I thought Miley Cyrus was fucking great on New Year's Eve. Uh she's way more talented than people give her credit for. Why? Yeah. Like, just...
4: Why are why are people just realizing this?
1: i don't know because she ran around with like uh rainbow dyed armpit hair for like five oh, years dude. what
4: back to johnny's point music <laughs> should stand alone the re, your persona your appearance your look this is my shit with mgk and you fucking haters no judge dude, the the fucking, music, nah. his music everything it does judge so the standard. music on the music haters it's the
2: only concert I've ever walked out of. <laughs>
4: no, but I'm Miley, yo, Miley has
2: fucking awesome.
4: Miley has been killing it since day one. Her voice is fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. She
1: her and, and Dolly Parton were great on New Year's Eve.
4: Dude, have you heard her sing Paul Simon's uh is it what is it, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover?
1: Oh, I have her then. It's fucking great.
4: It is it is I like heard that. I'll it, it is out. like like goosebumps like spine tingling. It is so fucking
1: good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a big Miley Cyrus fan, so I'll give her that. Uh Dave, yeah, who's it's on your good. list?
2: Uh on my list is I'm gonna go with uh chewing tobacco.
1: Hell yeah. Any explanation or you just <laughs> fucking love it? I
3: just really fucking like it. <laughs> Tobacco all right, is they... an underrated drug. Like all these, I, I, listen, don't quote me on this and don't take away my health insurance. Or it been
2: fought over tobacco.
3: N- not over tobacco. They've been fought over cigarettes. who have got like 6,000 shitty chemicals in them. If you cut a fucking tobacco plant down or roll it up or dry it and smoke it occasionally, fuck off, that's fine. And that's not medical advice. You who know, hey, like it's better than the
2: good people that, than the good people at the American de- tobacco industry. Let me ask. They're good people. can't smoke.
4: Let me me ask you this. How come when you fill out a health insurance application, like, the number two question on it is do you use tobacco products? And it was, like, cigarettes, chewing tobacco, nick like, fucking nicotine patches, all this shit. Well, because generally speaking, they're going to fucking kill you. No, no, no. But you didn't let me finish. But there's no questions, do you use crystal meth? Do you use Crack cocaine? Do you use like
1: all fentanyl. these?
4: All these, Yes, <laughs> all these ridiculously fucking deadly chemicals that people use pretty regularly,
3: but they... Dude, are you asking why insurance companies are looking for any and every reason to no, fuck over people? Like, that, no, the, obviously I know that. I'm just,
4: <laughs> I, no, I'm just saying why nitpick
3: like a, a little thing like. Because well, they can eliminate a massive portion of the population where they can charge them more, or or completely not cover them.
1: Also, can't you just lie?
3: Yeah, obviously.
1: Well, then what are we even talking about here? I've you,
3: never even what, smoked tobacco. Listen, just heard it's really listen, nice occasionally. As,
4: as somebody who just had seventeen pipes burst on Christmas Eve at their bar, um, and had to file another insurance claim, you do not want to fudge an insurance application whatsoever they that's like the first thing they do is go back to disqualify you go back and look what you answered and applied on and then look to void your policy based on you not being truthful
3: yeah i mean it's, it's the reason that if you want any accurate statistics on anything you go look at actuarial statistics because their statistics are based on what's going to make or lose them money. And those are the most honest statistics you can ever find. Most of the time, statistics are like just bullshit political lies about like uh, this, that, the other. Insurance companies aren't lying about their statistics if it's going to make them lose money. Do you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. They're cocks. And under. I
3: just think they're a great bunch of people and I support them fully. And I think everyone point, should man. vote more often and, and send more tax dollars towards insurance companies. Go America, vote Matthew McConaughey Go back to South Africa, you pussy (laughs) Yeah, fuck you Yeah, Dude, I've been an American citizen Almost twice as long as you've been alive, Colin Shut the
1: fuck up (laughs) (laughs) Dante, who's on your list?
3: Uh, My boy,
4: our boy uh, Sammy Sammy Adams Like I said Got married in New Orleans this weekend Great wedding, so happy for him Uh, His wife and him Have been together since Jesus got to be like 10 years now he met her he met her when she was like 18 at a show (laughs) (laughs) um Uh. it's actually hilarious because she's she comes from down south mississippi family her dad is a top gun pilot what (sighs) retired top gun air force pilot he is like the baddest motherfucker you've ever seen um like the most intimidating father you could ever meet, and Sammy, <laughs> yeah, Sammy was like, fell head over heels for her name's Andy, and was like, yeah, I gotta go home and meet her family one day, and he was like shitting bricks, and you know, it was fucking white rapper going to meet this fucking Tom Cruise fucking <laughs> Maverick guy. Dude, you, hey, you I want you know, and... to date your daughter, and I'm like ten years older than her.
1: You know, in, you know, in movies where like the dad or like the the boyfriend meets the dad, and the dad like shows him his gun collection. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he went to like the the dad's house and showed him like an F eighteen? He's like, yeah, hey, by the way, I got one of these at home. Like, don't fuck around.
4: He didn't even need to. <laughs> but Sammy's, I mean, you know, you know him. I mean, he's just such a like affable person. Yeah, he will. He 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 said at first they did not like him, but he eventually wore him down, and they like fucking love him. He's like. Same-
1: Sammy's in my top five favorite guest appearances on this show of all time he did the green room picks and we did like uh I don't even remember what the topic was it was something about uh like songs on limewire or something and I have the video of him talking about fucking soldier boy and it is one of he did the fucking crank that on the on the screen I fell in love instantly I love that guy he's one
4: of he's one of the funniest people I ever met and I met a lot of funny people he's just naturally fucking hilarious
1: Shouts the fuck out, Sam. Adams, yeah, dude. Yeah. One of the soundtracks of my college experience. So, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Johnny,
3: who's on your list? I forgot this for the twenty twenty two wrap up. Uh, do you guys know who strome is? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've be- I've been a fan of his for a long time, and I just think he keeps getting better and better and better. Wait, I've been, is, like, uh, is he electronic? Would you call sort sort of? But like, he's he's a little more than that. I feel like because he hasn't quite. He's not stuck in just using electronic instruments, but um, he's a Belgian Rwandan singer. And he had an album that came out, I don't know when it was. It's like, he's a young dude, but he cracked Europe. He sold like a million albums. Bro. As a uh, French speaking artist from Belgium. And that's fucking giant. I think he's about to, like, crack America wide open. His uh, Tiny Desk concert's been going bonkers on TikTok. He's, he's fucking incredible. I think he's really interesting. And he's bringing, again, like, I always talk about this, like, this African influence of, like, African music into Western, like, merging it all together, and it's just cool as shit. So, Dude, Johnny, it's coming.
4: Johnny, I need you to send me that Tiny Desk concert. So... He blew up in 20 like 10, 2011. Do you mm-hmm. do you remember that song, Allure's on Dance? Yeah, yeah. Kanye took it and remixed it and it fucking blew up in America. But it was a huge club track before that. Um it's still like I still hear it
3: occasionally in the clubs. It's just such a classical. like, Yeah, do you know what it ganger. is? He's like the Fr- the French, and I keep saying the French, he's Belgian, but like you know like that that region let's say have a particular harmonic vocabulary that can be easily parodied like it sounds like accordion in like french music and he's found a new take on it and his rhythms are very like west african inspired he's from rwanda but like there's certain uh like malian or uh senegal type rhythms i'm hearing in there he i just think he's fucking cool and i was like i I wish i'd had this for the 2022 episode because i hate being the fucking hater that's like there's no good music coming out because i forgot about him and he's so refreshing he's so fucking refreshing
2: i'm gonna fire hell yeah
4: i love that you brought this up we used to do this i keep fucking texting colin every week and i'm like can we start doing what, what's on your playlist or what you're listening to. Well, Again, plus, we used to do check, this segment. Check, it was great. Check
3: this out. Like, he has all his backup musicians or his band wearing these funny little outfits. I, I know. I just, I pulled it up. Yeah. Like, they're so funny and they're so French. Again, I know he's not French. Don't fucking quote me on that. But like, it's it's just, it's like that movie Amelie or Delicatessen, those dudes, yeah. Jean-Pierre Jeannot and uh, Caro that made that collection of movies. It's Delicatessen. uh city of lost children or something like they just have an entirely different perspective of what the world looks like and it's cool as shit
1: damn god you gotta stop like i have so much dumb shit to say on this podcast and you keep bringing up good points and existential well, stuff and like not, worldly things
3: dude i'm just it's a band that i like it's not stop calling you speak
1: fine. really well i talk good man <laughs> <laughs> Be an idiot like the rest of us steve Uh my off the list. I had something and I I totally blanked on what it was. Uh Dave, come I'll I'll come back to me. Dave, what do you got?
2: Um I had something you you forgot, made me forget. Uh I'm gonna go off the list. Um fuck Miley Cyrus.
1: Oh no, I'm
2: joking. Why? I don't know. I kind of forgot she existed.
4: Fuck you. (laughs) She
1: fucking doesn't even know you exist. What if she was a huge White Sox Dave fan? She voted for him every week in the snake draft. Like she she just fucking loved White Sox. I would Dave. be
4: so jealous. Dude, so what, jealous. If, what if
1: what what if Dave texted you one day? <laughs> Go ahead.
2: No, never mind.
1: No, I, you gotta smell I, it. I should have no, had him
2: on the list. Dante, who I've 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 told this on many podcasts and radio stations many times. Who is the guy who I always run into in random places? I'm talking like the grocery store and shit like that. It's a famous person that we know. Yeah, he's famous.
3: John Cusack.
2: No, no. <laughs> fuck him, though. Uh, it's Frank Kaminsky.
3: Yes, yes, oh, you yeah, do. Yeah.
0: Yes,
4: you do. I, on
2: Christmas Eve, I'm eating at Fogo to Chao with my sister and her husband and my niece and my dad. Frank Kaminsky's sitting right next to me with his family. He walked up. He's like, "This is fucking weird." At this point,
1: dude, he's like seven one. <laughs> he's huge. Dude, you saw him again.
2: It happens so much. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing. And we are from the like same area, five minutes from each other, and we we obviously have similar friend groups and shit.
1: Were you but like stop
2: fucking following me? It's like weird at this point. It's super weird. It's freaking me out.
4: That's crazy. <laughs>
2: So Dante, Gideon, that's off my list. Is Gideon.
4: what's he doing nowadays? Is he playing like in Europe or some shit? No, no he's, he's still in the NBA.
2: Yeah, he's on the Atlanta Hawks.
4: Really? Yeah. He
1: was on the Suns last year. Good for yeah, him.
2: Yeah, he almost won the ship last year. Yeah, good he's a good.
1: Ro- he's a good role player. But he's big enough. Uh so say, Suns 1993,
3: dude. That's that's the only sports thing I actually know about. Like
1: Charles Barkley, baby. Barkley,
3: oh, yeah. Marley, Ainge, yep. fucking yep. Kevin Johnson. Yeah. look at you dude we were so fucking obsessed like my mom's family's from phoenix we were living in south africa we got like one basketball game a week and it was on some obscure channel we had to get a friend who got signal for it to record the channel like we were fucking obsessed with basketball and that's what we got we got that and uh inside edition with amad rashad and whatever hell yeah what was her name inside Willow, willow bay oh inside stuff sorry yeah yo willow bay Babe. was a Bay, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. so
3: underrated <laughs> yeah okay off my list this week uh kenny carkeet obviously yep that's yeah. what i was going, going with here. too easy <laughs> uh champagne you could you know what you do instead we got uh martinelli's for my daughter you know that like sparkling yeah. just put vodka or some other sh- shit in that it's it's basically kind of better than most of the champagne you can actually afford to drink
1: uh, champagne's fucking disgusting. I, 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 I will die on yeah. that hill. I don't, I don't enjoy champagne. It's not.
2: I don't. I've had nice champagne. I don't think it's anything special.
1: It's the nose of I like, it. I yeah, I
3: like I, it, but I, like the fuss that's made about it. So I've never understood much.
4: it. I, I, I don't, get, I get automatic fucking headaches and hangovers yeah.
3: from it. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, if tell, you want to
4: get, I, I, can't tell expensive. Nope. Yeah. If you want to get fancy uh, about
3: some kind of French grape-based drink, Armagnac. That's where it's at. Which is, it's you know, cognac is like a region, same way champagne's a region. Like you can only call it for that. Armagnac's just another region in France that's not quite as like uh, fucking fashionable as cognac. So you can get way better armagnac for cheaper.
1: Is Armagnac in the same family, like a cognac? I mean, it
3: tastes like cognac. If you had it, you'd say this is cognac or brandy. I do enjoy cognac. We did like a white elephant gift for for my family, and I bought a fifty-five dollar bottle of Armagnac XO, which is like the extra old, like really nice one. So fucking good. If you bought that in brandy or cognac, you you wouldn't get as good of a bottle.
1: Oh, that that's my off the list is amateur drinkers. Because holidays bring out the amateurs, the people who don't go to bars, don't know how to behave themselves, and they treat the fucking bar staff like shit, and I hate Dude, them. if
3: you're not drinking three to four nights alone by yourself in a closet, you don't fucking go. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Dante like, knows what I'm talking about with amateur yeah, hour. Dude, it's people who I, don't, don't dude, know how the, to behave themselves in a bar.
4: Dude, the group texts from my managers on New Year's this year were like, fucking half comedy half just so sad like people cannot handle open bars i want i want to do away with open bars next year because by 10 o'clock people are shit housed and i i I, dj's texting me like yo some who's vincenzo some girl's saying her dad's vincenzo and he owns this place and i'm not
3: gonna have a job tomorrow like like what let me ask you, Chicago people, do you guys know what straw rum is? Like S T R O H rum. Dave, it's you ever like,
2: heard of it? I don't think so. It's like an
3: Austrian rum. It's a big in South Africa. It's like ninety percent alcohol, and it's like the drink you order at the end of the night as the final dare that sends someone to the hospital. I
1: was gonna say, is this gasoline? Like, what the fuck are you drinking? Pre- pretty much, dude. Like,
3: I, mean, I had a shot once. Went back to South Africa, and all, like, I was catching well, up with malheur. all my. Fr- that's Malort. Okay, Chicago. is that what that, yeah, similar.
2: Uh, I mean, Malort's only 80 proof, I think. It's 40%. Uh, no, this is like 180 proof. Yeah, this, yeah, Everclear's, yeah. it's got it's got
3: warning labels
2: on it and shit. That's like, yeah, yeah
1: Everclear is bad.
3: There's a drink uh, they I do will, in South will, Africa called the Cane Train. And what it is, you take Cocaine. a two-liter a two bottle, which is like a big bottle of Coke except uh, cream soda. And for some reason, don't ask me why, cream soda in South Africa is like uh, nuclear green. I don't know why. What? Okay. Just whatever. It tastes like cream soda. You cut the top off, pour half the cream soda out, pour a bottle of cane uh, spirits in there, which is just like pure, like rum, but without any rum taste. It's just alcohol.
1: It's like grain alcohol, basically.
3: Grain alcohol, basically. You pour it in. So you got two liters, like half, of it's a full bottle of liquor, and a bottle of or half a bottle of, uh, cream soda. And this is what all the 18 year olds drink. Cause you only have to be 18 to drink in South Africa and you drink this shit. You cannot taste alcohol. It just tastes like soda sugar. And when you see people drink that it's called the cane train, they get on the cane train and it's just like
1: <laughs> the lights different
3: out. lights out because you cannot That's taste it. You awesome. got all these fucking like 18 year old kids who don't know how to handle the liquor drinking, what they think is just soda. But it's not yeah. soda. It's like a fucking bottle of liquor.
1: In America, yeah. we call that jungle juice. Yeah. Jungle yeah. juice is. Yeah, okay.
3: that's what yeah. We,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, we had. Yeah, it's we had a dude in our college named John Troy. He's a buddy of mine from the Northeast too. Uh, used to make jungle juice with Everclear and not tell anybody. Uh. So, so the only night that I actually in my life remember, like losing conscious, like completely blacking out, like walking down the street and then waking up the next morning. We left John Troy's house. I was walking home the lights got really bright and then i woke up the next morning and i was like basically locked in my room and i went out and like my girlfriend who's not my wife was in the living room and my boy rye was in the living room and i was like what the fuck happened they were like "Dude, you're literally throwing your shit around your room man so but do you
3: do you black out you're saying you don't black out ever even if you really drink i think it's something to do with the sugar man because that the only time that's ever happened to me was with like uh, a really bad. I've, t- I've told this story with Kenny at a fucking party in London, an Well Nation Red Bull party where they're pouring Jack and Coke. And I never drink Coke with anything. And it was the sugar. And I same thing. I woke up back at the hotel room somehow. I don't know it's how. The worst. Yeah, dude. The uh, I, I have so
4: many good Everclear stories, Colin. <laughs> I used to. I I used to be such a piece of shit, like <laughs> bad fucking person in high school and college. Like I don't count. How I never got arrested, I have no idea. Um, definitely a guardian angel. But I used to go home almost every holiday or long weekend, and I would go down to Rhode Island. Again, Providence, just fucking free-for-all, anarchy, wild, wild west. And you could get um, – it's actually over 100 proof. I forget if it was like 110 or 120. Uh, Everclear. Like real Everclear, not yeah. the bull, not the bullshit they sell in Illinois. That's like eighty proof. No, no,
2: no, no, no. no, no. They it was like a hundred and ninety proof. It was like okay.
1: the- if it's okay, real so- Everclear, it has the corn cob on it, or there's oh. like a fucking like a big ear. Well, horn no, this
4: it. had this had yeah. three X's on it. Jesus, this had three X's on it, and it, it like Dave said, it, it was something ridiculous. But Illinois has laws; you can't sell anything over like eighty proof. Like you can't even get Southern Comfort hundred proof. How do you get good whiskey then, like
3: cask strength whiskey?
4: Uh I think it's like I think that they have like an exception for whiskey because oh, they're refer.
3: fucking elitist bastards.
4: So, but <laughs> I mean, it's actually smart, and I'll I'll tell you why. Because I would, this is also how fucking nuts I was. I would put like three bottles of this shit in my luggage, fly back to Chicago with it. How <laughs> they allowed this on the plane? I, I looking back, I'm like. I was a fucking terrorist that that's like a bomb in <laughs> your bag hand,
3: it's hand wash <laughs>
4: it's a bomb in your bag so i would we would do the same thing we had this big gatorade jug yep. and we would make we dump fucking those plastic fucking things of kool-aid the in tubes? there yeah the big what ones
2: it, like no we would put the like lemonade concentrate
4: tubes oh
1: yeah the country time lemonade We got yeah, kool-aid yeah, yeah, yeah. We got
4: like two things of kool-aid we dump them in fucking hose water in the in the jug and Bad then ice. like and then like a bottle of fucking everclear whole bottle yep, and yep. we just call it jungle juice Yep. these fuck dude we threw these crazy house parties we had two floors people were like falling down our basement stairs losing teeth passing out all over the place like being carried out guys girls you name it and you know, they'd be like, "What is in this jungle juice? It's unbelievable. This is the best. We're getting fucked up off like one drink. Just
1: horrible, horrible, horrible." Dude, I think shit. alcohol should be illegal. Yeah, it's you're terrible. Right? It's oh, <laughs> fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah, but that's everything though. Because a good cocktail, no, you're, fine. you're fine. You're fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What
4: is the what is the need for a hundred ninety proof alcohol other than trying to kill somebody, sedating an
1: enemy? About that's no, you, about you it. You make <laughs>
3: uh, like uh, what are they called?
1: A per- cocktail.
3: herbal extracts and stuff with it no
1: I'm no serious. human should ever drink no, you no don't human drink should it.
3: ever like dylan used it once to make a weed um tinctures? The, what is it tinctures yeah
1: yeah nobody should ever do that but johnny just to cap this off and we'll get the fuck out of here after this the reason i say like amateur hour nights like holiday nights for bartenders the only night that i've ever this, this was the most ratchet shit ever it was new year's eve one year uh, As like three years ago, and I'm bartending. I'm bartending one of the sidebars, and at the same moment, I watched a girl throw up into her own glass, like literally sit there and throw up and vomit oh. into a clear glass, and that happened, and I was like, get the fuck out of here, and I turned to my right, and my other bartender, my buddy, who I won't say his name, uh, had his palm out, and some girl had poured molly onto his palm, and she was licking his palm. At my bar So I have one girl vomiting into her own glass And the other girl's licking Molly off my buddy's hand While I'm bartending (laughs) It's It's fucking anarchy Nobody should ever be allowed out on New Year's Eve That's how I'll leave it
3: Uh, Yeah I think what we're arriving at here We're wondering about all these existential questions We're a bunch of fucking animals Absolutely uh, And we're worried about like reincarnation If there is reincarnation It's not happening to us Uh, Nope, because we're, we're fucking animals.
1: <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's this week's episode. Thank you very much to Pauly D. We did not cover a lot of music on this episode, and that's okay. We got Existential. We talked about throwing up in glasses. Um, next week, Andrew McMahon from Andrew M- McMahon in the Wilderness and Jack's Mannequin. Uh, a bunch of big interviews coming up. Uh, boys, anything else from me? Oh, fuck Kenny, number one. Uh, oh, anybody sweet. else? Anything else?
4: Yeah. Do you guys notice that? Our this was an awesome episode, by the way, fucking great episode. Do you guys notice our best episodes are when Kenny's not here and we talk about everything except music? <laughs> uh, it's really, it's really weird. A little bit. Kalamazoo
2: super famous, super famous, super famous. A hundred and eighty thousand dollar house,
3: the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> Alex Turner was there. <laughs> uh, Samantha Ronson, Lindsay Lohan, Dave Grohl, Adam Levine. Yeah, Duffy's a good friend of mine. Yeah, we had. That's all we need to hear from Kenny.
1: Thank you, Kenny Carken. I appreciate that. Uh Yo, wow. remember when whenever Adam Levine got caught being crazy horny? Do you remember when he got caught being crazy <laughs> horny in the DMs? Yeah, I, he I got...
2: That and I have been stalking that girl for years on the internet.
1: <laughs> Great clip.
4: Great
2: clip.
1: I've that. Clip. Clip that. Clip that. thought about clip that, that IG
2: model longer than he's been up in fucking Maroon 5.
1: He said, oh, wow. Oh, fuck. Your body. Wow. What a fucking weenie! There's, dude.
3: Listen, there's no level of cringe Adam Levine could do that's worse than his music. That's all I'll say. And that's
1: how we not leave not it, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's that is vicious. Out. That
4: is
3: a vicious, vicious <laughs> No, no, dude, that, there, it's too much. Like Maroon Five is too much. That's it's, I, it's not. I love acceptable. Maroon Five.
1: You can suck my balls. I love Maroon Five.
3: Songs you know what's crazy? Are they coming on the podcast hey, or something? Did I just put no, my foot but, in my mouth? But I you know what's crazy?
4: If you listen to their first few hits, so they're good. not terrible. No, oh, whoa, their first my brother saw them a little
3: club in Phoenix in like two thousand. Their whatever recent the was they were dude. Good their
4: recent shit is so fucking bad, and you yeah, can tell. There's almost like a a line mark, of demarcation. There's a mark of demarcation of where they sold out and just started like, yeah, yeah. we'll just we'll we'll fucking sing anything.
1: I can do it for you right now. It's I'm at a payphone trying to call home. Kill yourself. But their Get first the few songs, here. when you hear them, you're like, man, they were they weren't fucking terrible. Their like, first two man. albums were really good. Songs, songs about Jane about, is fucking great.
4: That's
2: such a fucking good album.
1: Yeah, that's I got into a
2: huge. I
4: got into a huge. You know, you know who's the biggest Maroon Five fan? ever? Dave knows. Danny. Danny. Danny, no, Danny Conrad from. Oh yeah, Chicago. Danny and, and I talk
2: about this all the time. Not Danny, all the Danny got it. in
4: Danny got the most emo- he's like he is like very stable personality the most emotional I've ever seen him <laughs> is when I told him how fucking bad Adam Levine and Maroon 5 are he got so pissed and he was like dude do you even know what you're talking about do you even fucking like remember their first few albums he starts rattling them off and I was like oh shit I fucking forgot about those and I was like dude
1: but i was was already my feet
4: were already planted i was dug in i had to i had to stand strong
1: must get out tangled fucking that whole first record is really good i'll actually die on
2: that hill uh but yeah i do they're dog shit now though
1: horrible i always say this but my my dad for all of his faults is an amazing uh uh he's a great one-liner guy and i'll never forget this when that second album came out and makes me wonder was the first hit I just remember being in the car with my dad and I came on and my dad goes, first record's not bad, but who the fuck told these guys they could do this dog shit? And I was like, all right, I guess I don't like this. Uh, All right, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. We're droning on. Uh, Thank you, Paulie D. See you guys for Andrew McMahon next week. See y'all. Suck my dick, Kenny.